jingled my keys, and Marie pranced over, hearing the signal for a goodbye treat. Marie's a big dog, long-legged and close to sixty pounds, but she's as graceful as a dancer. She dropped her ivory-colored, curly-haired behind onto the floor. Her dark eyes followed my every move, and her shiny black nose twitched as I got a biscuit out of the cupboard. I said goodbye, gave Marie her treat, and then headed out with my portfolio. Within seconds of pulling out of the garage, I realized I'd forgotten my sunglasses. I'm so damn forgetful lately. Barry teases me that it comes with being the big 4-0. And I tease him right back that he should know since he's been in his 40s longer than I have. But I prefer to chalk it up to stress. Wearing sunglasses is key if you live in sunny central California and are trying to avoid the Clint Eastwood squinty-eyed look. So I had no choice but to go back into the house for them. Marie greeted me with her long, silky ears perked up and a, you're back, expression on her fuzzy face. Marie is an intelligent dog, like most Labradoodles. Her sweet nature is from her Labrador side, and her brain power is from her poodle side. But judging time lapses isn't her strong suit. She was poised on her long legs, ready to grab her ball if I gave the word. But I simply said, sorry, Missy and ruffled her floppy bangs on my way to the cubby in the kitchen, where we stash our mail and keys. No sunglasses. But then I remembered I'd left them on our dresser. I dashed down the hall. As I neared our master suite, I heard the patter of our rain-style showerhead on the glass tiles, and figured Barry was in the shower. I reached the half-open bathroom door and heard his voice. At first, I thought he was on the phone, but in the shower? It seemed odd, so I peeked in. There he stood in all his wiry, nude, marathon runner glory. His little white butt turned my direction. He had one leg up on the step of the shower, waiting for the water to get warm. His head hung low as he spoke to his crotch. This is basically all because of you, Skippy. He reached in to test the temperature. Or wait, do you think she planned it that way? He shook his head and stepped into the shower. What did I plan what way? I stood there, balancing on the balls of my feet. Momentum urged me forward, but I had to get going to my appointment. Talking about this would have to wait. Sunglasses in hand, I ran back out to my BMW, leaving Marie looking miffed at the absence of a second goodbye trade. Which brings me to here and now. While I drive, dodging the Santa Barbara city traffic and the weekend beachgoers, I turn down the radio so I can think. Other than the overheard shower conversation, the morning all seemed normal enough. Barry was maybe a little more taciturn than usual, but he's always like that after a run, especially a 12-mile run in the summer heat. Of course, he didn't seem quite as uncommunicative with his penis. What was it he'd said? This is all because of you, or do you think she planned it that way? What did that mean? And what the hell was up with Skippy? I didn't know it had a name. My two college boyfriends and the man I dated before I got together with Barry all had names for their penises. The King, Patton, and Benjamin, after the Dustin Hoffman character in The Graduate. But they were all so young. Barry was a very mature 31-year-old when we started dating, and he had never mentioned a name in the years since, so it stunned me. I assumed naming one's penis was something only a younger, less mature guy would do. Not my bear. And the name itself, Skippy? I mean, it's okay for a Jack Russell or a ferret, but for a penis? It's so preppy. And Barry is the antithesis of preppy. 
I would have thought he'd go for something more, I don't know, classic maybe. Wesley or Heathcliff. Or one of his favorite scientist names like he did with Marie. Maybe Sir Isaac or Copernicus. Yeah, Copernicus would be an excellent name for a penis. But Skippy? With a bit of speeding, I managed to make it to my appointment at the Van Deerden's house, where two bleach-bottle white smiles welcome me inside. Their home is probably over 7,000 square feet and backs up to an immaculate golf course. My heart beats with covetous lust. The place looks like the grand prize dream house for an HGTV contest. Spanish-style architecture, beamed ceiling, great room with massive stone fireplace, distressed hardwood floors, and huge oak-trimmed windows overlooking verdant landscaping. You have a beautiful home, I say, hoping I'm not drooling and wondering why they've asked me here. The place oozes perfection. Thank you, Alexandra.